Welcome back. It's Deb Hutton, your guest host this week for The Rush. I'm with you till 6 o'clock tonight coming up after the next break for traffic. I'll be joined by Nathan Downer, our CTV friends, uh, to talk about what they've got coming up on the 6 o'clock news, which you can listen to right here on News Talk 1010. And right now it is time for our relatively new segment we like to call Weird Toronto History. Adam Bunch, award-winning author, storyteller, and historian, is joining me again to talk about all things weird Toronto history. Welcome back, Adam. Uh, Thanks for having me. So NHL All-Star Game is in town this week. Everybody's getting ready for that. And so great idea to talk about weird Toronto stories of hockey. Yeah, and there is just an absolute ton of strange Toronto hockey stories, including some that go back uh, pretty deep into the city's sporting history. Uh, and there are a few that I stumbled upon while I was doing research for uh, the Toronto Sports History Exhibit that I've co-curated at my museum, uh, which is on uh, until early March. We've been doing some free curator tours this Saturday. And there's a whole hockey section that's just filled of these with these strange stories that really go right back to the beginnings of organized hockey in Toronto. Uh, in fact, you can go back more than 100 years to the very early 1900s for one of the single most bizarre, unlikely-sounding facts in Toronto's hockey history, which is that the city's very first Stanley Cup winning team seems to have maybe actually started out as the Montreal Canadiens team. And this is back in the very early 1900s, so the early days of hockey, only, oh, 30, 40 years since the first organized hockey game in Toronto, still just a few decades after the Stanley Cup starts getting handed out to the country's top hockey teams. And in those days, before the NHL, there was the NHA, the National Hockey Association, which at first didn't even have a Toronto team, but they did have a Montreal Canadiens team. And it's all a little complicated. Historians seem to disagree about some of the details, but that Canadiens team ended up getting caught up in a dispute over the name. So that old Canadiens team was actually folded and a new one was created, the same Montreal Canadiens that are still around today. And it looks like the old Canadiens franchise was then sold off to some hockey organizers in Toronto to become our NHA team, known uh, by most as the Toronto Blue Shirts, who then went on to beat the Canadiens to win our city's very first Stanley Cup. So the Maple Leafs did not win Toronto's first Stanley Cup. No, you go back to the Toronto Blue Shirts even earlier than that, uh, who won in the era when, uh, yeah, the NHL didn't even exist yet, uh, which is also a pretty bizarrely sort of brutal era in the history of hockey, uh, when fighting was so much a part of the game, the players were even getting arrested for what was happening on the ice. Uh, And even though we're in the days before the NHL, Toronto still got some familiar rivals back then. So there are the Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators already existed too. Uh, And it seems that a lot of these most brutal fights were between blue shirts, Toronto players, 
some of the senators and Canadians. Uh, so there's one story of uh, a big game in 1915 when the Ottawa Senators came to town when a whole bunch of fights broke out, one of them so uh, sort of vicious that uh, both players, Toronto's Roy McGiffin and Ottawa's Art Ross, were arrested by the police. They had to show up in court and were fined by a judge for what had happened during the game. The very next year, the Canadians and uh, Toronto player Alf Skinner got into a big brawl, uh, which led to another arrest. And then a couple of years after that, Skinner's arrested for assaulting uh, a Canadians player. And things got so bad that some players were even dying after fights on the ice. And they were called by Canadians to ban hockey entirely because they thought it was just too dangerous a sport. And that's early 1900s here in Toronto, right? Yeah, this is 19, the fights are 1915, 1916, all in this era, which is the 1910s of it being the NHA. Uh, And it's actually Toronto played a big sort of central role in the founding of the NHL, which happened by the end of that decade. And all centered around the fact that all the other teams in the league hated the Toronto owner, this guy, Eddie Livingstone, who was absolutely despised by his fellow owners, the guy running the blue shirts, who seems to have been particularly cantankerous fellow, thin-skinned, even got into physical altercations with at least one of the other owners. And it got to the point where the rest of the teams in the NHA just didn't want to have anything to do with the Toronto owner anymore. So they came together and concocted a sort of strange plan to shut down the league entirely, close the NHA, and launch the NHL as a replacement. And the NHL would be pretty much the same league as the old NHA, with one exception, which uh, the owner of one of the teams uh, explained to a reporter, uh, the owner of the Canadians told them that it was just like their old league, except that they hadn't invited Eddie Livingstone to be part of it. The NHL is basically the old NHA, uh, sorry, NHA, uh, but without this one Toronto owner allowed in, uh, and that's when Toronto gets the hockey team we still have now. They started as the Toronto Arenas, would be the Toronto St. Patrick's for a while, uh, and about a decade after this new league was founded, they became the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm speaking with Adam Bunch, who is an award-winning author, storyteller, and historian, and our guest weekly to talk about weird Toronto stories in history. This week, we're focusing in, in advance of the NHL All-Star Game this weekend, on hockey stories. So the team actually was allowed into the league, the the precursor to the Toronto Maple Leafs, but not the owner. Is that actually what happened? So the Blue Shirts, the old Toronto team, they were not invited. But new Toronto ownership started a whole new team to become the Toronto Arenas, then the Toronto St. Patrick's. And it was when Con Smythe bought them in the 1920s he decided to rebrand them. Uh, so he gave them this new name, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, new colors, blue and white, that he said represented the Canadian sky uh, and the Canadian ice, but also sort of coincidentally happened to match the branding of his, I think, sand and gravel business. Uh, so maybe a bit of corporate synergy going on around the Maple Leafs uh, early years, too.
And we had the death of a Leafs Stanley Cup hero in the 50s, also part of Toronto's weird history related to the NHL and hockey. Yeah, it's a story a lot of Torontonians might know, especially because the tragically hip turned it into one of their most popular songs, 50 Mission Cap. Uh, and we've actually got some artifacts in this museum exhibit related to this Leafs hero, Bill Barilko, who led them to a Stanley Cup victory in 1951, scoring a triple overtime goal against the Canadians to win the Leafs. If you can believe this, back in those days when the Leafs were at their fourth championship, I think, in the last five years. Uh, but then celebrated in the offseason by going off on a fishing trip and disappeared off the face of the earth. The Leafs didn't win another Stanley Cup all through the 1950s. People started saying that they'd been cursed because Barilko had disappeared and they wouldn't win another cup until his remains were found. And it was actually just a few weeks after they won their next Stanley Cup in the early 1960s that they found his body in the wreckage of the float plane that had crashed on that fishing trip. Uh, we've actually got his stick and his skates and even the fishing rod from that fishing trip on display at the exhibit. Adam Bunch, award-winning author, storyteller, historian, and our guest for Weird Toronto History. Remind us where Myzeum is if our listeners would like to learn more about these and other stories. Yeah, it's at 401 Richmond Street West. Thanks so much. We'll talk next week.